18, and um, we'll read verses 1 through 24. Psalm 118, verses 1 through 24. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me. And set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations compass me about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They compass me about, yea, they compass me me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compass me about like bees. They're quenched as the fire of thorns, for in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall. But the Lord help me. The Lord is my strength and song and has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. I shall not die, but live. And declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over unto death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them, and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord, into which the righteous shall enter, I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This day this is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I said we'd read to this verse. Let's just go ahead and finish the, the chapter. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, which has showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. The psalmist spends a time talking about all the troubles and trials that we have and then all the way through in some way or another he pointed out that no matter what takes place it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. 
verse 24, our text, the psalmist said in the, in the uh, course of the psalm, <coughs> excuse me, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We have days in the wintertime when it's so cold that we all get to thinking, I'll be glad when summer comes. Then when summer comes, there's days, and we may have experienced a couple like that just recently, that it's gotten so hot that you can't understand it. And you think, I'll be glad when winter gets here. Or, I sure wish it was fall or spring or something like that. And sometimes we find things to complain about, about the day. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too rainy. Or, you know, something like that. But whether it's raining or not, whether it's cold, whether it's hot, as the psalmist said, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We've all had days when we have just assumed that the day would get over quicker than it's supposed to. Or we've had days when we wish it'd just stay on and on, just like that. But whether it's good or bad, rainy, snowy, hot, cold, whatever it is, it's a day which the Lord hath made. It's a day which the Lord hath made. I wrote down in my notes uh, the, the day which the Lord has made every day, final exam days. You know, final exam days is never a good day. If you're in school, college, or anything, and you're having your final exam, no matter how hard you study, you go in there with this thought in your mind, wonder if I studied enough. I hope I remember what I studied. And all of that, you know. Surgery days. Sick days. Well days. As I said, sunny or cold. Rainy. Snow. Whatever. Trials and troubles and heartaches. It doesn't matter. This is the day which the Lord hath made. God made this day, ordained this hour, designed the details of every moment. He never ceases what he's doing. One time, a professional golfer was playing at the Augustus National Golf Club a course that is 
to golfers as the Smithsonian is to history, history buffs, said to his caddy when commenting about the beauty of the course, you won't see a single weed all week. His caddy looked down the ground and says, I found one. That's kind of like what we do sometimes. We live in the garden of God's grace with God's love and mercy all around us and we look for the weed. We, 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 we think of the worst. What we need to do in our life is quit looking down and look up. Quit looking down and look up. A preacher can preach 30 or 40 minutes on a sermon that blesses our souls. And then somewhere along the line toward the end, he makes one mistake and the whole sermon's gone. All we can think about is what he said that was wrong. We forget, to, we forget that he said a lot of things that was good. And all of us sometimes makes a mistake. In Matthew chapter 18, Matthew chapter 18, and, um, well, I forget where I was. Where it was. Verse 21 through 30. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Uh, till seven times? And this is what Jesus answered him. Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. When he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him ten thousand talents. Before as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, his wife and children, all that he had in payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, and loosed him, and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him an hundred pence. He laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. His fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry, came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. We need to remember one thing. 
Forgiveness does not necessarily mean approval. You're trusting, you're forgiving the person that is offended in some way or another. But we not always ready to be that good to give righteousness. Peter said in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2 and verse 23. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 23. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. This is what he was, what Peter was saying about Christ. Let's let's begin with verse twenty-one and read this. For what glory is if it if when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye, ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently. Patiently, this is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was God found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Christ, when he was tormented when people were doing things to him. He did not complain, threat, worry, anything like that. He willingly took it. We we do a lot of things in our life. One of the things that we do that the, that the world doesn't like is that we um, go to church. The world can't stand to for people to go to church. They don't care. They they can go to all the saloons they want to. They can go to to the gambling centers. They can go anywhere in the world that they want to, but not to church. It's terrible when somebody uh, goes to church. That's it. The world doesn't like it. They don't want you to go to church. How many times have we gotten all dressed to go somewhere and um, we put on the best that we have, make sure that we've cleaned up, we've shaved, we've done everything we could do and get on the best that we have and we go out and as soon as we get out it pours down rain. What do we do? Do we rejoice in the Lord that day? Do we rejoice that we have a day that's the day that the Lord's made? Rejoice in the things of the Lord. He forgave us all that we've done. All of our sins. Not only that. He forgave us all the sins we will commit tomorrow and the next day and on and on. Do we have trouble with people and 
and we we say in so many words, I forgive you, but like the story I heard one time, Manny's wife was walking down the road and she was jumping all over him about something. He said, I asked you to forgive me and you said you did. She said, he says, why do you keep saying what? She says, I just want to remind you what I've forgiven you of. You know, oftentimes we're a whole lot like that, aren't we? Today is a day that the Lord made. Whether it's raining, sunshine, whatever. Good things, bad things, no matter what. We will rejoice in this day. Luke 23. Luke 23 and verse 43. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Rejoice and be glad in it. Now, if the Lord were to tell us today, you'll be with me in paradise today, would that make a difference in your way you feel today? If the, this day has it been a day that you are happy in, just rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Over in the book of Luke in the 11th chapter and verse 3. The, the sample prayer that he gave us, this is what people call the Lord's Prayer. That isn't really... Uh, it's the, the Lord's Prayer, all right, but this is where he taught us to pray. He says, Give us day by day our daily bread. Just, just, you know, you wake up in the morning, you don't worry about what you're going to have or not. Just rejoice in the day. Be thankful. Know that He takes care. There's been times that we've been hungry. Honey, hungry. Oh, my tongue's twisted. I remember in Korea, we were out on patrol and we were climbing a mountain and things happened that we wasn't expecting. And... Um, None of us had taken a canteen with us. We didn't figure we'd have to be gone that long. And uh, we were wrong. And it was not a very good day. But you know, we made it. We made it. And we, uh, we survived been a lot of days that I haven't had what I wanted, what I would have liked to have had. But even if it's a day that I haven't had anything that I want, and things have been not been like I would like for it to be, it's still the Lord's day. It's still the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Luke 9 and verse 23, 
He said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. If you follow Christ, deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow me. Rejoice in the fact that the Lord is taking care of us. In um, God, God watches over us. It may be raining bad. We may have all kinds of troubles. We, uh, have you ever had days when nothing seemed to go right? No matter you tried to do something, and no matter how you tried to do it, it just didn't work. You couldn't do it. Or, or, or uh, you do something and it was the wrong thing to do. You should have done something different. There's all kinds of things that happens to us. Just accept His direction. Just recognize that, just like uh, like He said here in uh, Luke 9 and 23, deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow Me. If today is a day that we have to bear a cross of trials, heartaches, burdens, or something, pick up your cross daily and follow me. Good days, bad days, no matter what, rejoice and be glad in it. Rejoice and be glad in it. We we were talking just uh, just yesterday or the day before or something. We were talking about no matter where you look on the TV for news or newspapers or whatever's going on. There's nothing but war, bombings, heart attacks, wrecks, abuses, all sorts of things. Worry comes apart, comes to, comes about because things happen that we don't know about, or might happen, or something's possible. Worry has been the cause for heart trouble, high blood pressure, rheumatism, arthritis, ulcers, heart headaches, stomach disorders. Seems like the worry has no advantages, ruins health. Robs the joy and changes nothing. Christ said in Luke 11, verses 2 through 4, He said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. He said, pray, no matter what it is. Ask God, to forgive, first of all, to forgive us our sins. Too many times we're busy looking around at somebody else's sins and not our own. We don't have to answer for their sins. We're responsible for our lives. And we will answer for it. 
we need to just look at ourselves and turn to the Lord and say, Thank you, Lord. He said, when we pray, we, we say, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Forgive us our sins as we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Spend time in your prayers realizing you failed, failed God. And ask forgiveness from God. Ask forgiveness for our sins. Ask God to forgive us in the things that we have done. Pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive others. I've thought um, uh, sometimes we read, you know, in in different things, forgive us as... uh, as we forgive others. Do we want the Lord to forgive us like we forgive others? Think about how we forgive. Like, a, like the story I told. Where it says, I just reminded you what I forgave you of. You know. Do we forgive and forget like we should? Our Lord forgave us of all of our sins. And look what we have done. And even after we've been saved, how many times we've done things we shouldn't have done? How many times we've failed? Just look about it. Think about it. He said, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. Do we? Do we? The Greek word for worry is from two words. Marizo, which is divide, and nous, N-O-U-S, which is mind. Worry divides the mind. Worry divides the mind. Splitting thoughts between right and wrong. One man said one time, My life has been full of terrible misfortunes, most of which never happened. My life has been full of terrible misfortunes, most of which never happened. Think about it. Think what he said. How many times have we gotten up and worried about what's going to happen today? Worried about something in this life and think... Oh, I wonder if this will happen. Oh, I'm afraid it might. It probably will, you know. As this man said, My life has been full of terrible misfortunes, most of which never happen. And someone else said this, Worry does not empty tomorrow or of its sorrows. It empties today of its strength. See, if you set about worrying about what's going to take place tomorrow, you can't enjoy what's happening today. Worry tears up our life. 
hurts us, and must sadly dishonors God. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans 8, verse 28. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. All things work together for good to them that love God. All things. Do we have some things in our life that we we wonder how that can work together for our good? Maybe it makes us a little stronger to meet the, the trials tomorrow. You know? Mark chapter 7 and verse 37. Mark 7 and verse 37. And we're, well, let's read verse 36 and 37. He charged them that they should tell no man, but the more he charged them, so much the more a great deal they published it. We're beyond major, astonishing. He hath done all things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and dumb to speak. Surprise, surprise. God's able to make the deaf to hear and the, and the uh, ones that can't talk to speak. Are we surprised that the Lord do, does things like that? We pray uh, for uh, forgiveness of something. We pray uh, for the Lord to give us uh, strength to do something. And when the day's over and we think about it, we think, well, I'm glad I made it through this day. But do we thank the Lord for giving us the ability to make it through this day? Through the trials, we uh, we for, we forget sometimes, don't we? In the book of First Timothy, chapter six and verse fifteen. First Timothy, chapter six, and uh, verse uh, fifteen. Read verse 14. Let's start with verse 13. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times he shall show, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We will see someday the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Someday, He will take us to be with Him. Is this day so bad, knowing that someday we will see Him? Someone said, why is it that uh, Baptists are always having troubles and trials and things like that? And the answer was, well, if everything were perfect here, we wouldn't look forward to heaven, would we? we got something coming. The assurance that one day we're going to see our Lord. Philippians 4.19 Notice what it says. But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. 
someone said he didn't supply all I wanted, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say, my God shall supply all your wants. We oftentimes want a lot of things we don't need. Or a lot of things sometimes that might cause us uh, to, to sin against God or anything. But He supplies all we need. All we need. My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Back in Matthew uh, 7 and verse 11. Matthew 7 and verse 11. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask Him? Just think. Instead of worrying and fretting and all of that, why don't we just say, Lord, thank You for the day. Give me the grace to go through the difficulties that are before me. Watch over me. Trust Him. Trust Him. Matthew 6, verses 33 and 34. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the Mount Morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't fret about it. Know that just as the Lord's in control today, He's in control tomorrow. Trust Him for all things. We need to Think about the blessings of God. What can we do? Pray more. Someone said one time, no one can pray and worry at the same time. I read that somewhere. And I thought about that. You know, that's, that, that sounds good. If you're praying to God, you're not wasting your time worrying about something. If you got something to worry about, pray about it. Leave it in the hands of, of God. When we worry, we aren't praying. When we pray, we aren't worrying. Over in the book of Isaiah, or Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26 and verse 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Think about it. The Lord, the Lord, he, he's, uh, he's hearing us. When we pray, we aren't worrying. When we're worrying, we're not praying. Pray more, want less. And what can we do about the the things that bothers us so much in life? Pray more and want less. Most worry stems not from what we need, but from what we want. 
Spurgeon said, Enough for today is all we can enjoy. We cannot eat or drink or wear more than today's supply of food and clothing. The surplus gives us the care of storing it and the anxiety that someone might steal it. One staff aids the traveler. A bunch of staves is a heavy, heavy one might is a heavy one might steal it. I see. I must have written that wrong. Our staff aids are. I'm reading what Spurgeon wrote, and I must have written it wrong. The surplus gives us the care of storing it, and the anxiety that someone might steal it. One staff aids the traveler. A bunch of staves is a heavy burden. Now, now we got it. Enough is as good or uh, 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 oh, enough is as good as a feast and more than glutton a glutton can enjoy. Enough is all we should expect but a craving for more is ungraciousness. When our Father does not give you more, be content with your daily allowance. Spurgeon had something in mind. I I'm not reading what he said right, but you get the idea anyhow. Don't worry and don't fret. Pray when you're worrying, and when you're praying you won't worry. Just remember that God's in control. Want less, pray more, and live for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow is the today we worried about yesterday and all as well. Just worry about the, the task that you have at the moment, whatever it is. Not to worry about what, might, what I might have to do after a while or something like that. But what clearly lays at hand. Look at the book of Hebrews, chapter 4. Hebrews, chapter 4, and verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We don't know about what's going to happen tomorrow, so we don't need to worry about it. But when tomorrow comes, whatever it is, whatever we need, the Lord gives us grace to know how to do it or what to do. Just worry, you know, Worry just brings you down. Just trust the Lord. Pray more, want less, and just live for today. Lord, help me to make it through today. Help me to make it through this trouble. I don't know what's going to happen next. God just want, need your help right now. And in every minute of our day, we will trust in the Lord to provide for us and we don't have to worry and fret we can just trust the Lord shall we stand and be dismissed